Welcome to Drive Your Own Adventure with Benjamin Starr. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays. And thank you for joining us. Well, today we've ended up at a fabulous place called the Bangara Brewing Company. And it was established in 2014, believe it or not. And uh, brewing is big up here in the far north Queensland area of Bundaberg. And I must say, we've got a man who is very, very passionate about what he does. Jack Milbank joins me. Jack, thanks very much for having us to hear. You're the founder and CEO of Bangara Brewing Company. And I'd like to know something about this facility. Tell me a little bit about it. Um, I, I think what we're feeding is people's desire for experimentation and they they were just got very bored with a pale lager that you know when the whole beer industry consolidated through the 70s 80s 90s and everybody just got fed one style of beer time had to come when people started demanding something a little more interesting and so we did that just by literally producing pale ales and then from pale ales then came the ipas then the xpas then branching out to more interesting beers like um you know well we've got irish reds we've got uh, we then played around with our our extra pale ale and used a glutenase reduction enzyme to strip all the gluten out so we could service the celiac market or you know gluten-free trends so you really have to be a scientist to understand this i mean i know you can go buy a home brewing Mm. kit um and people probably have major explosions under their house because they don't know what they're doing but you're talking like all this scientific stuff. Yeah. How did you learn to do all this stuff? Well, I, I still don't know how to do it all. I've never done any home brewing, and um, I'm an agronomist, so which is a plant and soil scientist. So we, our other business, we operate a soil testing laboratory and a microbiology lab. So you learn. I know a lot about different strains of bacteria, fungi, yeast, mm. and then I know a lot about working with growers and different varietal characteristics of crops. So we, you know, know what different things we can use and then that's I suppose the the proliferation of fruit beers recently is perfect because that's what we specialize in is servicing the horticulture industry so it's just combining and having a bit of a knowledge of flavor profiles what ingredients are going to work well together and yeah, and then producing a premium quality product um, of a reasonable scale so we, we're doing uh, you know, four or five pallets a week that we're able to, you know, produce and servicing just Queensland-wide, uh, Dan Murphy's and BWS, and then um, targeted export markets. So we'll just do one mixed shipping pallet of 100, 105 cases, but we'll just keep that regular. So instead of huge batches of blended product, we're doing single batch production run so it always comes off fresh gets packaged and goes straight out the door so we're not hanging on to a lot of inventory it's always fresh getting to the consumers so people would go into a pub they normally buy what they've been served i mean by you know the industry itself and it's probably the same recipe that they've used for the last 100 years how was it ever inventive to begin with or was it always just stock standard i think this is the fantastic thing that's happened with this resurgence of the craft brewing industry is that we've reinforced introduced a lot of that diversity and creativity and innovation into the different beer styles use of ingredients brewing processes techniques yeast strains uh, you know so and temperature variations um, and then lots of it's a very collaborative industry so breweries working in partnership with other breweries but now what we're doing more is um, cross-platform 
promotion and multimedia collaboration. It's a different world now, isn't it? The whole social media thing changes it. It's become uh, boutique, you can survive, yeah. whereas 10 years ago you couldn't. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're working in partnership with a, a novelist that's released a book on Amazon and we'll partner with one beer, put the QR code on that beer, use his book label on the beer and the QR code will link to his Amazon page so people can drink the beer, look at the label, read the text, download it onto their Kindle and start <laughs> reading while they finish their beer. So a drink and a read uh, scenario. I mean, that, that's something that big companies just don't get. No. I mean, you'd never actually be able to meet the person that could decide to do that. Yep. And, and I suppose that's what we try and thrive on is yeah. our agility and our ability to take quick decisions and move with market trends and be the edgy cool cats that the craft industry represents. This series that we've been recording, it's quite interesting. We go out and we speak to all these people about their different things that they're, they're wares and they're selling. What I find really interesting is it's the small man who had the guts to start something. I mean, if you look at the size of this joint here, it's pretty big yeah. and, um, you know, decides to risk it all in, in some ways and, and start their own company. To be an entrepreneur is, is, is amazing, but how did you get to this point? What, what made you get to that point? Well, I'm, I'm, I joke a lot of the time that I'm an undercover refugee because we were farmers in Zimbabwe and we were kicked out of there. Yeah. And I sort of... Drinking like, too much? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I, I look like an Aussie so I can slip under the radar. Yeah. And um, yeah, but pretty much we, we sort of were booted out with, with nothing and so I had to start again here. Just to give the listeners an idea because they'll walk in and see this and they say, oh, it's fantastic. What, what would you have risked to start this thing? up like what sort of money would you have had to put down probably one and a half million it's a lot of money that's a house it is it's a, a big house and um you know i suppose the you know significant pressure because the you know money doesn't come easy so you the banks are particularly with the Royal Commission, you know, no one's just giving away money. And um, it's very short repayment times, unforgiving. You know, they, unless you meet your payments, you know, they, they're just lethal. So, um, And then from that, you, you start this thing up, you buy all the equipment, that's still a risk, you still haven't proved yourself yet. Then you've got to start to brew it. Then then you start brewing it. Then you've got to think logistics. <laughs> How do you get the stuff out? And it's um, the boutique market is the way it's all going. Yeah, and it's a, you know, it's a very crowded market, obviously. See, when we started just five years ago, there would have been 10 breweries in Queensland. There's now 60. We're lucky in that we started reasonably early and of a scale that we could supply um, export as well as the bigger retails, retailers. So what's it like to see... The, the all these boxes what's it like for you to see them all go on a truck knowing that they're on their way to singapore and all these countries i mean it must give you a, a, a thrill oh it's fantastic i mean the satisfaction particularly this year so for example we just sent um, a load over to the north yorkshire where my grandfather was born and my my cousin has just taken over the estate it got one of the first liquor licenses in england in 1690 and since my cousin took over he's renovated it into yorkshire house and um, got us to brew the first beer for him. How so, cool is that? So that's on its way to England, is it's it? It's already there. It's arrived. Really? And being sold, yeah. And uh, you, is there another one in production? There, well, I suppose we're just doing at one batch at a time. Yeah. So we've sent some of this to Singapore as well. And um, 
we've sent um, a, a full range now. We've got a really cool stockist there with a chain of bars. What and are these ones over here? What's this market? Yeah, so Sujata and Saloma are for our Singapore distributor. So um, he's got a fictional character called the Muddy Rascal, which is this little guy on the label. And basically it's his tales of this Muddy Rascal's escapades all around Singapore. And these are lovers that he's left scattered around the city and so the range of beers will have a different girl's face on each beer style and um you know and then you follow muddy rascal on instagram and the stories and mischief that he gets up to when you look at beer in this country alone the amount of advertising that is spent associated with sport is amazing Mm. and people have grown up with a brand Mm. impressed on their name they don't know whether it's good or bad they're just buying a brand is it hard to get that sort of breakthrough or is is the boutique industry not interested in that type of breakthrough they're not interested in that sort of breakthrough because it's it's a counterculture yeah so you know what makes me laugh the most is when Tui's and support New South Wales Blues and Forex Gold supports Queensland, both owned by the same company, you know. <laughs> the everyday person wouldn't know. No, that. they, they yeah, pitched against each other and, oh, I only drink two, he's new and I only drink four. You're supporting the same foreign multinational, which is, yeah. is um, the sort of irony of it. And that's... Which for them is about money. Yeah. I mean, this is about money, but is, is it more about the passion and the money? Yeah, and, and maintaining, um, you know, I've got three young girls yeah. and we live in regional Australia and, you know, at the, I suppose at the end of it, it's providing financial security for a family business in a region, in a beautiful regional town and, and keeping that money in this economy. So we, we now have 15 sort of casuals, all the school kids, um, when they're in year, year 12, they, you know, we'll have usually four or five of them each year working at the brew house and they you know we see their confidence growing as they get used to serving customers and learning about beers and you know we host all the christmas parties around town it's about community a lot of people here don't want to be multi-millionaires in the world that we live in they're happy to be the the king brewer in the town but just be still part of the town exactly and You know, I I suppose we don't want to get a lot bigger than we currently are. We just want to keep doing what we do really well. But it takes such a long time, you know, six, seven years to start to be in a position where you're not, you haven't got a foot to your throat and you're able to survive and then... And and you're also still trying to build your own reputation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And manufacture consistently and distribute. And so, I mean, it's, it's really... I'm frustrated by governments because they pay a lot of lip service and want every photo opportunity with you when you succeed, um, but they're the first to slap a new excise increase, a new fire levy, a new whatever onto you as soon as you're doing well. But in terms of tourism and this town, I mean, let's be honest, we're in a beautiful part of the world. Most people would... This is a tourist attraction. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I mean, that, this is where we have these fantastic bus trips of people coming up and, um, you know, they t- try a tasting paddle. We walk them through the brewing process and they, you know, they can see it all being made and, um, yeah, and sit down and taste all the different beers. And we take time, you know, so often an hour or two on Saturday and we just chat to them about all the different ingredients that week that we might have got in from the chili farm and it's a family meeting spot so um you know lots of and we don't have any screens so there's no gambling no pokies no screens so all we rely on is people coming in sharing a beer having a chat and a conversation 
um, listening to some music. So if someone was going for a drive through the coast today, they've definitely got to come here for a drink and a beer. A long, hard sit in contemplation about how good life is. Thanks for having us today, Jack. And Jack Milbank is the founder and CEO of Bangara Brewing Company. Of course, he is the man behind all the wonderful brewing techniques here in the brew house. And when you come to Bundaberg, just pop on in and say hello as you drive your own adventure. Thanks to Ingenia Holidays. Thanks for listening to Drive Your Own Adventure with Ingenia Holidays. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, Ingenia Holidays offers the ideal place for an extended break, weekend getaway or short stopover. Find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays at www.ingeniaholidays.com.au.